1: Listeners, welcome in. It's April thirteenth, and today's show is about resilience in your work. I have two wonderful guests today: Paul Wilwright and Robin Johnson. Paul Wilwright is a fourth-generation business owner, and the others and is a coach of business organization and leaders. Is Robin Johnson? Both people are amazing. Paul will share from his life in the lumber industry as Robin shares about her wealth of experiences as an organizational well-being and resilience advisor. So Robin, thank you for being here with us
2: today. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. This is awesome. Tell everyone where you're coming from. Where are you at today? I am in the Los Angeles area in La Crescenta, which is near Glendale, near Pasadena, so if you've ever watched the Rose Parade on yes. New Year's Day, we're about I'm about 10 minutes northwest of there. I love that. And have you been to the Rose Parade? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I watched it every year. I watched it all faithfully on Channel 5. This last year I actually bought live tickets to go see it. And it was just beyond fun. It was so fun that I'm gonna go again next year. But it was it That's was good. great. Live just I mean, on TV, watch on TV is great, but my views can't beat it. Well, there's a whole energy thing about all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? That
1: you yes. just—I thrive on that kind of stuff. And Paul, well, where are you from?
3: <laughs> I'm from uh, Ogden, Utah. Um, um, <laughs> I, say that with, yep. I say
1: that with a little sarcasm because <laughs> Paul's my neighbor. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snowy Ogden, Utah today.
1: <laughs> it is snowing today. We don't probably have, is it sunny in
2: L.A., Robin, where you're at? Yes, it's a little chilly. I think it might be down to 65, so I have to get out my parka. (laughs) But it's a a
1: lovely weather here in L.A. Well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show, and thank you for taking the time and being here with us. Listeners, as we begin today's show, I invite all of us to do our meditation And cross your legs and fold your hands. Just get into a good seated position, closing your eyes as you do so. I invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Another deep breath in. And out there, mouth. And now, bringing your hands up around your shoulders, giving yourself a big hug. You deserve a hug today, it's Wednesday. And repeating this affirmation I am worthy of my love. Repeat it three times I am worthy,
3: worthy of my love. love.
1: I am worthy worthy of of my love. Love. I am worthy worthy of my my love. Take another deep breath in. And releasing. Allowing that breath to hit all the way down into your feet, to your toes. Releasing all the way out. And then tapping three times on your chest, repeating the word accept, accept, Except, accept, 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 accept. One more deep breath in and release. Listeners, I hope you took that time. Just those couple minutes a day to remember to breathe, and how important that breath of life really is, and how we take it for granted. And I'm grateful for my guests for joining me doing that today. As we start in, I always love our affirmations. Affirmations are a huge part of my um, well being, my well, my my mindfulness, um, something I have turned to because of places I've been, experiences I've had, loss and trauma throughout my life. And at the end of the day, our mind is always going. And we're constantly thinking what we're speaking to ourselves. And in this this place in life where there's so much sometimes negativeness around us, That being able to look and read the affirmations, I have them all over my mirror, all over my closet, sticky notes all over the place, just to remind me every day certain things. I am worthy of my love. I accept this. And so get your pen and paper out because I'm going to read the affirmation for today. (laughs) I love it when it's short. This one is I am grace. I am grace. I am I am grace. So, Robin, what those three words? I am grace. What comes to your mind when I when I read that?
2: Well, um, and for the listeners, Karen says that she chooses a card, she turns it upside down, she does not look at it, so she is just as surprised as we are. And what's popping into my head is that I can. Uh, you know, give grace to other people, maybe who fall short, maybe who have offended me or I've offended them, or there's been some kind of um, faux pas happen. And also I can give grace to myself, <clears throat> you know, extending grace to others, extending grace to myself. And and looking at the, the affirmation exactly I am grace is that I um is that I possess that quality within me. And it's a matter of just looking for it and then trying to find it. For I myself that. and others. Yes. Paul, what came to your thoughts when I
1: said that? I am grace, our affirmation.
3: Well, I know this is a very serious show, but the first thing popped into my head was a uh, Christmas vacation. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Don't <laughs> be, no, no, yeah. no, don't be sorry. All this is not. around the table, and uh, yeah, they wanted her to say grace. So, anyways, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. I'm sorry about that, don't but yeah, sorry. yeah, I, I, I think that it, it it's very important to 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 be able to. To forgive people, and uh, uh, it, 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 it's 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 uh, really therapy for yourself uh, to to forgive people. I always uh, uh, think, and I think of bad thoughts, and I think of uh, going through the airport carrying luggage, heavy luggage, and uh, to 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 not be able to forgive people, you you just carry on, you fill in your shoulders. Uh, it just changes your whole disposition and so that's something that that I, I learned long ago is to to, to let uh, let the past be past and uh, uh, move on and uh, yeah hopefully that's that's a little now, better answer. <laughs> and,
1: well I love your first one because to give grace really, You know, what's a better way than the holidays or with family as we sit down around the table to eat and we're giving grace a thank you to those, you know, to God, the universe who has provided all this. So I love that, that you thought that I had a, I had a past um, guest one time on my show when I read my affirmation, she goes, I always read my affirmation and I put yes in front of it. And then now at the end. So, yes, I am grace now. Yes, I am grace now. And Paul, I love your, your story about carrying the suitcases because I, when I do my retreats and stuff, I'm always, I have my ladies put on their backpacks and in the backpacks are these rocks and they're just heavy, right? And it's the past, it's labels or whatever thoughts or things that have hurt us in the past that we carry around. At the end of the day, we're not hurting anyone but ourselves. And so I appreciate you mentioning that, that let go. Last week's affirmation was, I release my old stories. And you hit it right on the head. We release our old stories so we can become grace. I am grace now. So thank you both. Listeners, write that affirmation. Yes, I am grace now. And really apply it to your life this week. And always, always, always email me. At Karen at ShineNowOrNever.com, tell me what you thought about this affirmation and how you applied it to your life. As we begin our show today, I want to introduce Robin Johnson. She is a resilience and well-being advisor. She is passionate about teaching organizations to become more humane, ethical, and resilient. She enables individuals to thrive by building resilience and by discovering and developing personal character strengths. Robin, as I go through your bio, I'm like blown away. <laughs> I would love you in your own words to tell me what inspired you to go, first of all, this direction in the humane, ethical, and resilience path.
2: Well, interestingly enough, <clears throat> my first major when I was in college many, not just years ago, but decades ago uh, was, was broadcast journalism. And uh, by the time I got to the middle of my junior year, I realized this is just negativity everywhere. And, you know, cause the bad news is what makes news. Mm-hmm. I talked with my advisor and I said, you know, this, you know, I am just really not a negative person, <clears throat> or at least I don't like all this negativity. And he said, well, you know, You know, there are people who've created a niche in broadcasting or in journalism that focuses on the good, but you're right, it is kind of negative. And so the middle of my junior year, I switched majors to a brand new major at the time called human resource development, where we learned about, you know, building humans, building relationships in businesses. And then I went on and got my MBA with an emphasis in organizational behavior, where we really looked at the human side of enterprise, and how does the human side of enterprise impact the bottom line? How does it impact the the procedures and the processes processes within an organization? And so, I, and so, and so, then many many years later, I then, in fact, just a couple of years ago, COVID class of 2020, I went back and got my master's in applied positive psychology. And also studied positive organizational scholarship where once again we're looking at, you know, the what are what are the, the good things that go on in business and how, how can that help organizations be better. But I've just always been really fascinated about organizations and um that that we spend most of adults spend most of their lives at work. Mm-hmm. And so why not have workplaces that are, you know, as I say, humane, ethical and resilient where people feel valued and all of that. So that was kind of it's kind of a long journey, but it's throughout my whole life, I've just been very interested in in organizations and helping them function better for their people. Well and I think that's really important. Um, yes,
1: I love the fact that as a junior in, in college, you realize, you know, no more about this negative about the world, the the news. And I always have thought to myself, what would happen if the news at the same time every day, every channel threw up a big smiley face with a big old, the yellow, big yellow button, smiley face and said, smile just for 30 seconds. If everybody in the world did that all at once, how would that energy frequency of this entire universe change? Mm-hmm. And would there be as much war and hatred and, and the fight that goes on and, adversary is all around us but how can we as individuals change that and i love the fact that you're bringing this into the organization with with businesses robin you also do something else that i want to just mention before we go into break here and i want to learn a little bit more about this um you have a favorite quote that says perhaps it is music that will save the world yeah where does this come
2: from and why do you say that Okay. So in, in my, in my other life, I wear multiple hats. I used to say, Oh, I'm just kind of a hodgepodge. And so I said, no, no, you're a Renaissance woman. Okay. I'll take that. I'm a Renaissance woman. And so I'm also a Suzuki violin teacher. I'm one of the co-directors of the Suzuki music program of Los Angeles. And that phrase comes from Pablo Casals. He's a, this is in 1961 and I would go really fast. In 1961, the, was the, the, Berlin, the, the, the Berlin Wall was built, Bay of Pigs, um, uh, the Cuban, maybe a Cuban Missile I'm getting there are multiple things that happened in 1961. Mm-hmm. They're all very awful. The Soviet Union set off a bunch of atomic bombs testing them. And Pablo, Pablo Casals went to Japan to meet Dr. Suzuki. And right back then, the Suzuki movement was only in Japan. He goes to a an auditorium filled with great grade school children who are playing the uh is known as the Bach Double, the Bach uh, Concerto for Two Violins, and these grade school children are playing this exquisite music. And Pablo Casals, with this background of 1961, all the horrible things going on, stands at the podium and he just weeps, and he says. You know, looking at this, listening to this exquisite music and seeing these children, he says, perhaps it is music that will save the world. And I I usually start crying when I tell that story. Good thing I didn't today. Mm -hmm. Well, and I appreciate you
1: sharing that because we've been taught how music will influence our energy and influence our souls and spirit and move. Music can move you, right? Oh, Absolutely. And yes. the power with it. And it can move you for good. And then it can bring you down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it just depends on your spirit and what your soul thrives on and how it impacts you. I love the whole method. I had my kids in violin. So they did all that with the piano, yes. like all of it. And I just, I love the fact that um, music is something that many people are gifted with. But putting in the time and the practice you can learn to do it with so many other aspects of our life.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So um, how long have you been playing the violin?
2: Since fourth grade, since okay fourth grade, I started great grade school orchestra, uh, just a little grade school orchestra I started and then began taking lessons. I was not a music major, but uh, but I played violin throughout you know my growing up in, in college and then kind of put it away. And then later when my uh, oldest daughter was five, I then got into, um, you know, dusted it off and started learning and playing again and then became a teacher and then became the co-director. So it was a long it. evolution.
1: Well, I love it. And thank you for doing that. Listeners, we're going to go into break. And when we come right back, we will be speaking more with Robin Johnson and Paul Wilwright after this commercial.
0: Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net.
3: Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon Alexa and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, tune in and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast.
0: Hey Alexa, The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul, page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or or look for the book on Amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people
4: tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: you are listening to now or never the choice is yours to connect with the program today please call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd rather send an email the address is karen at shine now or let's get back to this week's show here again is karen wright
1: listeners welcome back to now or never, the choice is yours. And I appreciate the fact that you turned us on. You made the choice to be with us today. We have two wonderful guests. Before we went to break, we were speaking with Robin Johnson, who is a wonderful, humane, ethical, and resilient coach, instructor, advisor for businesses, small, medium, large businesses. And she's also a Suzuki teacher um, in her past life. She's had many lives, wears many hats. (laughs) But we were talking about music and how music can play such an important part of the world. And during the break, um, Paul mentioned that, you know, we were talking earlier about the news, how the news is so the negativeness around the news. And Robin, in her former life, when she was a junior college, decided she was going to that type of business. And she just did not like the impact of the negativeness around the news. And so that's how led into this conversation with Paul about during, during the break, how he, instead he went to World News and it showed this little six-year-old Russian little boy playing the piano and how during the crisis of everything's going on, he took the opportunity to play and they broadcast this on World News. And I just think how powerful that is. Music is power. And um, you talk about, I am grace, that little boy is grace. And I, I think that's amazing. Um, as we go in, I want to introduce Paul for a moment. Um, Paul R- Wellwright was born and raised in Ogden, Utah. He's a, he graduated from Ogden High School and attended Weber State College. He is the current president of Wellwright Lumber Company, a position he has held over the last 20 years. Now Paul and his family has started this business, but just a couple of years ago, is that correct Paul or my did I misread a number yeah. or something?
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually wasn't around when it started. Uh, it was started in 1908 by my uh, great-grandfather, uh, Thomas Wheelwright and his uh, brother Solomon Wheelwright. And so, yeah, we, uh, we passed the century mark uh, here uh, a few years ago and, uh, uh, very happy to still be uh, still be in business and thriving in Ogden, Utah.
1: That is amazing. I love the fact that it was started in nineteen. What'd you say?
3: Nineteen oh eight.
1: Nineteen oh eight. Dude, you know what? I wasn't even born then. I'm just saying. I
3: know. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. Okay, so tell me this. I've never been to your business. Um, Do you have pictures of back in the day, like the black and white pictures of the mills or what? Paint to us in 1908, what did Will Wright lumber (laughs) look like for our listeners?
3: So I actually do have pictures. Uh, When we built our new store in 2004 out here in West Ogden, uh, I gathered up a bunch of our old uh, black and white pictures that had been taken uh, from all the relatives over the years and uh, had them uh, uh, printed and framed, and they're up and down our hallway. And uh, yeah, there's 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 some amazing pictures. There's pictures of uh, uh, the lumber being delivered, being pulled by a horse. So so yeah yeah I uh, uh, I hold that uh, that that heritage uh, very dearly. And uh, uh, yeah, I get comments on it every day. It's just it's just fun to look at the old pictures. Uh, yeah, like, like I said, the uh, uh, back when they started, uh, they, they weren't delivered by trucks, they were delivered uh, uh, by horse. They had a sawmill uh, at our old site uh, that was right kind of in the middle of uh, Ogden. And they would uh, drag the logs down from actually uh, up above Ogden and uh, up in Monte Cristo. They'd bring the logs down and uh, mill them at that site. At some point, they uh, decided to start bringing the, the finished product in rather than mailing it, and uh, that's what we've done ever since.
1: And Monte Cristo, I mean, that's a that's not just like a hop, skip, and a jump. That's like a hop, hop, skip, skip, jump, jump, and another hop, hop. It's like, yeah. what, 40 miles up the canyon.
3: Yeah, yeah. They were tough guys. <laughs> that uh, uh, you, you look at um, my uh, great-great-grandfather, uh, Matthew, Wheelwright came across as a pioneer, and uh, had a chance to read some of the the stories uh, about them, and uh, it, it's amazing the the the, the way they uh, were able to make things work and uh, and thrive, and the challenges that they faced. But yeah, they were definitely tough guys. I look up up on the mountain, and I th- think dragging logs down um, the face of our mountain up above here that would be uh that would be quite a chore but uh uh anyways yeah they uh well and also looking at the old pictures up Ogden canyon uh, if anybody can look up the, those old pictures that was just a little tiny skinny rickety road and i can't imagine them hauling logs down by uh by horse and wagon but uh uh yeah yeah so anyways when you're out you need to come by and see the pictures They're yeah, amazing. I, would, <laughs> I
1: would love to it's it's amazing like can I just say I'm so grateful I live in this time frame of life. I don't think there's any way I could have been a pioneer or a, a, a cowgirl or something because I'm just like going. I think about just their life was all about survival, food, and water. Yeah. They simplify it. And maybe they look at us thinking, oh, my gosh, I'd hate to live back in the, in the 2000s with all these people and everything that they have to go through, mm-hmm. too. But it's all in comparison, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, my question to you, because this is a family owned company, was this something as a young boy you wanted to do or did you have other hopes or desires of your own?
3: You know, what? as, as a young boy, uh, we grew up just a block away from the lumberyard. So as a young, young boy, I was down there constantly. Uh, I, I, I finally talked my dad in to let me go down and clean shelves, I think, when I was uh, uh, maybe nine or ten years old. And, uh, and anyways, I always loved being around the, the, the lumberyard. Um, it was always my intention to go into the lumberyard. Um, I was in my third year of college when uh, the uh, savings and loan uh, crisis hit, and uh, uh, we, we, the, the nation went into a recession. The, the lumberyard uh, really struggled uh, through that, uh, actually went into a bankruptcy. Uh, like I said, I was in my third year of college, and we were down to maybe about six or seven employees. Uh, I tried to do the night school and work, but uh, anyways, ended up having to work full-time. Didn't get my degree. Only one in my family who doesn't have a degree. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but uh, it, anyways, I, I, I learned through the School of Hard Knocks, I guess, and uh, uh, just, just, just went to work and uh, uh, just tried to find a way to, to, to turn a profit hopefully every day, and mm-hmm. uh, turn the thing around. And uh, now we're, we're uh, oh, I think we've got a, right around 100 employees out here. Um, I think that uh, in the early 80s, I know that there was a year uh, that we did not hit the million-dollar mark in, uh, in sales for the year. Um, last year, uh, we hit about $140 million, which uh, put us... Third in the country as far as a single store uh, location uh, in, for, for sales. So, anyways, pretty proud of it. Pretty proud of the way it's yes. worked out. Uh, proud of the employees that support us. I'm very uh, customers. I look at our customers as, as my best friends. Uh, I'm happy to see them every day. If one quick thing, if I can, uh, where, where you said the uh, smile. Uh, <laughs> that we ought to put a smiley face up every day. Years and years ago, I, I kind of uh, figured out as running a company that the employees kind of feed off of your your mood, your uh, uh, demeanor. And uh, if I, I walk around all day long with a smile on my face, uh, if anybody asks you, uh, you know, people ask me how, how are you doing? And I always tell them another great day at the lumberyard. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, everybody picks up on that and uh, uh, just real, real pleased with the way things work worked out.
1: And I appreciate you saying that because it's so true. And I'm sure Robin, in your business with working with manufacturers, companies, things like that, the employees are always looking at those in charge. And if those in charge are scowling and not happy and always upset, that energy I'm sure rubs off on everybody
2: else. Yes, yeah, absolutely. The tone of the top, as they call it, is absolutely crucial. And in fact, um, in another side of my life, I work in fraud prevention. So I wear multiple hats. So I've worked in fraud prevention for over 20 years and in, one of the red flags of embezzlement is the tone at the top. Mm -hmm. So are the top leaders kind of cutting corners? Are they kind of winking, you know, at, you know, regulations? And that tone at the top is a red flag for fraud. And so, and conversely, the, the tone at the top Uh, can predict and can influence how successful an organization is and how they're able to weather storms. You know, every company is going to have to weather a storm or multiple storms and how they weather it. And, you know, if they get knocked down, do they get back up? How long is it taking to get back up? All of that is, is really determined at the, at the, throughout, but, but especially at the top. I I would agree with that. And I love the fact that you're
1: saying that because what Paul just shared with us is that third year in college, you know, that was the early 80s and all hell broke loose. Everything. Everyone lost everything. Right. Yeah. And here Paul's got one more year to get that graduation, to get that education, that diploma. But yet with a smile on his face, he steps into the role of trying to make sure this company of his, his family owned company, stays going. And I appreciate you, Robin, noticing that and, and bring that up. Tone tone of the top. What is the tone of the top? Um, Robin, so here's a question for you. What are um what are some of your ideas about businesses being for the force of good in the world?
2: I am I am passionate about that. Absolutely. The concept of business being a force for good. First of all, uh, everybody is in some kind of business. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone is in some kind of business. And And the people who work at the business, first of all, if we can make our workplaces more humane, ethical, and resilient, as I call it, then the people are going to have a better experience at work. They'll be more productive. They'll do more good out in the world. And when they come home, they won't come home having saying, having said, you know, this job really sucks, and I hate my life every day because this horrible job. You're going to go home feeling better about your work, feeling good about your work, and bringing that positive energy into into your family. So business is a force for good, and also uh, many innovations that companies uh, can can create uh, being a force for good, like. For example, creating the fair the fair trade industry, where people in third world countries are getting paid paid fairly, that was all created by organizations that wanted to bring good in the world. So I have so many you know countless stories, but yes, business can be and should be a force for good in the world. And by learning how they can do that and apply these principles to their organization, they totally can and get and they have a better bottom line as well. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. There's not. It's a false dichotomy to think that the the bottom line is separated from doing good. No, the organizations that do good in the world also do well. So doing doing well by doing doing good.
1: No, and I appreciate that. And Paul, like your whole family-owned thing. Like I'm sure there's days when you come home, and it's not always smiles.
3: Occasionally, but most, most of the times I, I come home pretty happy. I, uh, going to work, uh, it was funny, uh, years and years ago, you know, Brenda, my wife, uh, she made the comment to me, uh, she said, you never complain about going to work. <laughs> and and uh, there was when I was heading out the door and I said, well, I didn't know I was supposed to complain. I said, I'm not unhappy at work. And, uh, I, I, I said, uh, uh, you know I enjoy being there. I enjoy the uh, relationships uh, uh, with everybody and uh, yeah yeah ho- hopefully like I said hopefully that kind of gets passed uh, passed down uh, throughout the organization.
1: Well I'm uh, sure it is
3: As far Sorry. as uh, um, what Robin was talking about doing yeah. doing well uh, or doing good uh, businesses, uh, I think that uh, you know businesses kind of create their own karma. And uh, when I say karma, I, d- I don't think it's necessarily a mystical thing that's floating around out, out there that just also falls on people. I think that uh, uh, businesses, you know, you, you have the opportunity to participate in a lot of uh, charitable uh, events and organizations. And, and that's something that uh, uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time doing. And, and I think that I get back tenfold what whatever I put in. That uh, I, I think the community and people recognize uh, that that you're part of the community and you're trying to make things better, and uh, and it all comes back to you.
1: I agree with that. To me, it's a complete circle, right? Yeah. As you, it's all about giving. And I'm I'm Christ-oriented. I believe in God, the universe, and I always He taught us to be of service to others, no matter where we're at in life. But, in our, you know, to me, giving to others, you're going to receive it. And it might not be in the way financially or whatever, but it's going to be in a way that's good for you as an individual, how you need to receive that back to you. And I think that's really important, Paul. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing that up because you have. You've been on the you and your father received the Purple Paw Award for Weber State before we go on and break. Tell me about that really quick. I just saw that there and I'm like, going, OK, I want to know about this.
3: So the the alumni association uh, recognizes uh, uh, just just a handful of people. I think they recognized four people uh, uh, last year uh, that uh, uh, has has supported the college and has been been involved in the community, and uh, they uh, they they gave us the award. It was uh, was unexpected. The unexpected awards are always the best ones, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. My uh, father, he. Uh, years and years ago when they were threatening to get rid of the football up at Weber State he he came and at that time the lumberyard wasn't in great shape but he came to me and he said Paul call up to Weber State see who we need to get a hold of to be a sponsor I don't want to see the football program leave Weber State because once something leaves it never comes back and so so anyways my dad was uh, you know I I just followed his lead in that, that he he always participated in and was very charitable also. But uh, that was fun. My dad passed away this past fall and uh, we, we received that uh, award. It was probably just about one year ago. And uh, yeah, like I said, the uh, it, it was a lot of fun.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Listeners, we're going to go into break, but stay tuned because we're going to deep dive into more when we come back with Robin Johnson and Paul Wellwright.
0: The book, Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul, page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com.
4: Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
0: Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. live up to your
4: fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: You are listening to Now or Never, the choice is yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright.
1: Listeners, welcome back. We have had the opportunity to be speaking with Robin Johnson and Paul Wilwright. This next part of the show is sponsored by Deborah Wiener. She is a creator of Feng Shui in business and organization. You can reach out to Deborah at Feng Shui Business and she will help you with your business in growing up to 80. 80- in revenues, and she's absolutely amazing. She was on my show March 30th, so go back and listen to that show and reach out to her. That's what this show is all about, helping other people. As always, i love to talk to you about my book, Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, International Bestseller, and it finally came out this last, what, month on Audible. So... Get that online. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, Walmart, wherever you want, and you can listen to it. And um, hopefully through the stories that I've been through in my life, um, you come out on the other side, more powerful, being able to help others to inspire and aspire in what you've been through. And I hope my book will help others do that. Just like these two wonderful people we have today, Mm -hmm. Robin and Paul, both of them have inspired many people through the business force, through their businesses. And as we go into this next end of the show, the next part of the show, first of all, I would love both of you to share how the listeners can get a hold of you. Robin how they can like take your courses or have you come into the organization and Paul you mentioned before we went to break how Weber State entrepreneurs and these young people are coming in talking to you about businesses if you'd be open to share how they can get a hold of you because I know there's listeners out there that would love your information your wealth of knowledge and you both being so open and willing to offer that so Robin if you would share with our listeners
2: right now great so you can reach me at Robin, R-O-B-I-N, at RobinLearningSystems.com. So Robin at RobinLearningSystems.com. And I, my, I'm the youngest of eight kids, and my mom would say, eat your pie first so you have room for the good stuff. So I created a Eat Your Pie First um, resources that I will send out free to anyone who reaches out to me. The resources I think are absolutely uh fundamental and so powerful in bringing about organizational change. And so just email me and I will send uh, send you your Eat Your Pie First resources to help improve your organization. And then, of course, if you'd like me to come in and do some assessments and do some training on resilience, meaning belonging, collaboration, uh, to help your organization be more humane, ethical, and resilient, that would be great. Listeners, take advantage of that. I'm always a firm deliverer
1: believer in dessert first. I'm always about, I go out, I have dessert first because I never have room for it afterwards. So Robin's (laughs) offering us the pie. We need to do this. Reach out to her, you guys. This is amazing. (laughs) Okay, and Paul, how can people get a hold of you?
3: You know, probably the best way is by email. Um, It's Paul P A U L at wlcutah.com uh, we, we, also have a website, uh, wheelrotlumber.com, uh, that, uh, you can go into and there's a, there's a link in there, uh, to me also, um, the phone, you can always call phone, but, uh, the, the, e- the emails always gets a- answered the phone. I'm sorry to say that doesn't always get answered because I might be with somebody else, but uh, yeah, emails. Great
1: okay so i invite listeners reach out to them that's why they're here that's why my all my guests are here is to help other people to help you with your questions concerns whatever you have as always you can reach me at karen at shine now or never.com. i'm also really excited to um shout out something i am doing it's a newsletter that is being put out twice a month and it's called women in the now and um it is to enhance the women bringing women together, even in a more powerful stage, and understanding that we each are diamonds and gems in our unique, raw, authentic way. And instead of comparing to others, it's not about that, it's about joining together and becoming empowered together as people, as humans, as women in this journey. And, um, Paul, I would love to add you to my email list too. I'm not saying it's just for just for women, but I'm just saying. I think there's a a protocol here where women, sometimes we need to work together instead of hurting each other. And so this is what this whole community is about right now. So I'm very excited about this coming up. I have a question for both of you. So the month of April, my theme for the show is spring into action. So what I would love to see is what's your favorite example of springing into action, or an example of not springing into action. Because sometimes not springing is a good thing too. It's not always negative.
2: So Robin, I'm going to start with you first. OK. Um, I've been thinking of this because you had mentioned that you, that, that this is your your the, the theme of the month. And I, I actually am going to start with a negative example and then switch to a positive example. Okay. And randomly, this is, you know, weeks before all of this thing going on with Ukraine and Russia happened. But I was randomly listening to this history of Russia. And part of the history talked about Alexander I, who was one of the Tsars, and he was very progressive. He really wanted to bring change to Russia, really wanted to bring, you know, organizational change, how the country was led, how it was run. And, and he felt really passionate about it, and he talked about it and talked about it, and talked about it for 25 years, but never did anything. He never took he never took the steps to actually create organizational change and a different um, sources, uh, type of government in Russia. And finally, he died. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other people took over, and now we have what we have. And, and I thought, you know, how would history have been different if he had taken action? It's mm-hmm. not just enough to talk about these great things, we need to take action. The other uh, great example of taking action is organizations. Uh, there's many many organizations where they're facing genuine crises, and they begin applying these principles of what you know what is known as positive organizational scholarship. You know, have meaning in your in your organization, create belonging, create collaboration, break down the silos of information, and by taking action, they're able to totally turn their companies around. To not just have success, but to have extraordinary success, and and some of these are in these Eat Your Pie First resources examples, mm-hmm. uh, but they are powerful and they are people who take action, who don't just talk about things but take action. So I I love that I love that um that theme of your of the month that you've chosen.
1: Oh, I appreciate you sharing that so much. It's interesting. I was, I've I've been known to say, I just jump in. I just jump into the water. I don't know, like writing my book and doing this right. Like I'm just jumping in and then I'm like, whoosh! okay, now I'm going to learn how to swim. What does it look like? You know, and I was listening to a podcast this morning and he said, take off your floaties and jump in the deep end. And once you jump in, people will come and teach you how to swim and how powerful that is. That's bringing into action sometimes is when you're not taking the action, you keep your floaters on it can be a world devastating event that happens mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing paul what about you when i say spring into action or not spring into action what can't <laughs> in Spring mind?
3: into action yeah <laughs> you know this actually applies to the uh, lumber business pretty good that uh, uh, all, all day long uh, you know we're we're uh, um, Kind of reacting uh, to to our market, uh, you know whether whether it's prices or, or availability, and uh, yeah, we 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 generally have to make uh, some pretty quick decisions for um, some very large purchases, and so so yeah, we're we're constantly uh, springing into action. Uh, you, you you know to, to to hesitate to not be proactive uh i mean my my whole goal is to to keep the customer happy i always said you know put the customers before profit because the customers are happy and they're taking care of the profit will come uh, uh later on uh, and uh and that seems to have been the case but uh but yeah yeah like i said uh uh, just, just being proactive, being able to identify, uh, you know, w- what the current conditions are, and then then acting accordingly. Uh, and and like you said, sometimes it's fair to do nothing. Lately, the lumber market has been falling. The prices have been coming down. They're still terribly, terribly high. But they've been coming down. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, I'm sitting on my hands. I'm not going to buy the lumber. I'm going to keep enough on hand, but I'm not going to. So, so I didn't do anything dur- during that time. And so, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's, it's good to do nothing.
1: <laughs> I, and it's so true with me in the real estate business and helping my buyers try and find a home or if they build. Like It's a crazy market right now. Yes. But I, I'm like you. It's about helping your clients, helping your the people that come to you and making them happy. And yeah. when they're happy, everyone's happy. When mama that's bear's right. happy, everyone's happy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as we as we come to the end of the show, I would invite each of you just to give one word of advice to my listeners, something that they can take away. Um, Robin, what's something you could share with my listeners today?
2: I'm going to the word collaboration. Uh, there's a lot of talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but I love the word collaboration because collaboration not only means that you're invited, inclusion means you're invited to the party. Collaboration means you're invited to the party and you get to help plan the party and you get to help execute the party. And that the collaboration implies I can give something to you, you can give something to me. And by creating the environment in which we can collaborate within our organizations, um, between and within and between organizations, um, there's a lot of power in there. I love that word. Listeners, write that down. Collaboration. We're all in this party
1: together. We can all help and celebrate together and help each other out. And it's like what Paul said earlier, giving back. Collaboration—you're giving back to other people as you do this. So, thank you so much, Robin, for sharing that with the listeners. Paul, what about you?
3: You know what, um, I think uh, just being happy and thankful for what we have—you uh, know, um, l- l- like you, you mentioned, uh, uh, you, we, we live in such a great country. Uh, we, we live in a great state and a great town. And uh, uh, you know, I look at all the things that, that happen around the world, and, and we been fairly insulated uh, Mm -hmm. to to a lot of it. Uh, But but, yeah, I think that a lot of times too much time is spent on the negatives and worrying about things that we don't have any control over. Uh, And uh, we we, we need to just look at at what we have. We, we, We have uh so much uh compared to the rest of the uh, of the world and uh i think i think it's just important to you know be happy enjoy life and uh be thankful and, and thank the people that uh, help you out
1: i appreciate that when you mm-hmm. said be happy that reminds me of that song don't worry be happy, be happy.
3: <laughs> 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 yep. we're all in
1: our beach cool. our flip-flops and our
3: <laughs> yeah. beards whatever
1: but <laughs> Both of you, thank you so much. Listeners, remember (sighs) to breathe. Our affirmation for this week is, yes, I am grace now. Think about that. I am grace and how you can apply that to your week as we move forward. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember, this world is not for sissies. We are each here to experience